Greetings, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By, my weekly podcast where we seek to discern the times, to gauge what God is doing, and determine how we need to respond as Christians. Now, I know there are a lot of people who claim to be Christian who don't live their life any different from those who are not believers in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And frankly, this angers me. Let me just tell you right up front and forewarn you that I'm a little worked up today. I'm really pretty upset. People who claim to be Christians, who do not live according to Christ's example, are slandering Christ and the Christian faith. And in so doing, they're actually cooperating with the enemy of God, whose goal is to prevent people from discovering and living in life-giving truth. People who profess to be Christians, who do not display love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control more than they display opposing characteristics, are, simply put, deceived. They think they are Christians when, in fact, they are not. And this makes me angry. It makes me angry because that means that the individuals are not personally pursuing truth. And by that very inaction, they are giving a pathway for the enemy to continue to work in their lives and keep them deceived. Let me ask you, if people were to observe how you live your everyday life, would they conclude you are in fact a devoted Christ follower? If you're not sure, I ask you to make a point of listening carefully to this podcast, because if you're not sure about your own identity, you are already on a path toward destruction. I don't want you on that path, and you don't want to be on a path of destruction. So let's use this time to discover how to get our lives firmly on the path of victory Christ died to provide us. One of the main reasons I started this podcast is because I'm done with the brand of Christianity that embraces a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. When you compare the impact Christians in America have on the culture to the impact Jesus and his early disciples had on their culture, it becomes glaringly apparent we are no threat to the enemy whatsoever, and as a whole, we are making a mockery of the cross. I know I'm being direct and I'm in your face today, but it's past time for Christians in America to wake up and to be the change agents Christ intended his ecclesia to be. For us not to do so makes the church impotent and makes us responsible for the downfall of others. You've heard me preach the importance of realizing Christ has given his followers all his authority and power to do what he did, and in his own words, to do even greater things than he did. Does that characterize our world today? No! Jesus commissioned his followers with the words recorded in Matthew 28, 18-20, which states, quote, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. End quote. Jesus is no doubt with us, but we clearly are not with him. And it breaks my heart. Scriptures are clear. Judgment begins with the house of the Lord, 1 Peter 4.17, precisely because we have everything we need to do what Jesus commands us to do. We have no excuse for failing to obey. We who have the truth are commissioned and empowered to bring others to faith in Jesus, to live their lives in truth and victory. It is God the Father's plan for us 
to follow Christ's example and gather his other sons and daughters to him. Isn't that the least we could do, considering everything Christ has already done for us? Our response to Christ for all he has done should be unrestrained obedience. Are we living our lives to please God or to please ourselves? And if it's to please ourselves, then in reality, we are our own God and Lord. And that's something to soberly think about. What are evidences that we are living our life with Jesus as our Lord? Obedience to all he has asked us to do. Obedience that comes from the heart, a heart of gratitude, not obedience that comes from the mind of obligation. If you're inclined to obey God in a perfunctory manner, you're not in a proper relationship with God the Father. If you respond to God with the mindset of duty or obligation, you are not properly aware of all Christ has done for you. If you were, your response would be nothing short of an overflowing heart of gratitude that compels you to want to be in right standing with God and live your life in service to Jesus. What does a life of service to Jesus look like? Well, as I previously mentioned, the nine fruits of the Spirit would be evident. That's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. They would all be apparent. We would also see demonstrations of our faith as we read Jesus and his early disciples performed. Matthew 10, 7-8, Jesus instructed his disciples to go among those who don't know God and preach the gospel, saying, The kingdom of God is at hand, and... As you preach, you are also to raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, and cast out demons. Then there's Mark 16, 15, which states, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. How often are you seeing these demonstrations, these signs and wonders that are to accompany the preaching of the gospel? It's not enough that we merely preach the gospel. The gospel must be proven by the demonstrations of power and authority Christ has given his true followers. Can you see why I'm upset? There are so many people who are willing to settle for a form of godliness, but deny the power. Mario Murillo's recent blog posts are so pertinent to my message today. I'll have a link to the full post and along with another post in the show notes. Please be sure to look them up for more encouragement and direction. He has experienced phenomenally powerful evangelistic meetings in Sacramento, with one scheduled, by the way, for August 8th through 11th. If you possibly can, I recommend you attend. Mario wrote, and I quote, A pastor asked me why he didn't have greater power. I asked him, do you really want to know? He said he did, and I answered, You don't have it because you are comfortable to live without it. Murillo continues, quote, Every Christian and every church should be studying the authority over evil that we have in Christ. It should be blazingly clear by now that we are going to get exactly nowhere in this depraved, addicted, and demonized society without supernatural power and the authority over Satan. The devil does not respect the celebrity pastor who confines his service to eloquent sermonizing. Satan loves our distractions and our carnival counterfeits of signs and wonders. He laughs and claps his hands at the leader 
who only spouts words but has no anointing. He cherishes the hollow programs and false sense of entitlement that characterizes many churches. Satan might even toss in something in the offering of a woke church that has betrayed the word of God to assure that a deceived and dying generation go to hell. Murillo states, Divine hunger and deep agony are the keys to increased power, the hunger to know him and the power of his resurrection. The agony of seeing souls hopelessly lost, groping in the darkness and living out the daily horror of the new normal, as the leftists love to call it. End quote. Does not this much prove my point that there are many people who claim to be Christian who in actuality are not? And there are many Christians who are living their lives deceived in thinking they are in a right relationship with God when in fact they are not. Some of these may be born again and saved from eternal damnation, but they are not wielding the power and the authority over the evils in this world. They have instead bought the lies of the enemy that have been taught from church pulpits for decades. Acts chapter 8 verses 5 to 8 speaks of Philip the evangelist, and the passage reads, quote, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds, with one accord, paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. End quote. Today, we hear many people crying out to God for help and for revival because of all the evil we've been subjected to, especially in these past recent years. And I've been working hard to help people wake up and see that we are in the most serious spiritual battle of our lifetimes. And if we don't get engaged and respond according to God's instructions, evil will continue to overwhelm us. I've said before, many people are crying out saying, where is God in all of this? And I hear God asking, where are my people in all this? God is not going to do anything for us without our being in full partnership with him to bring it about. Let me repeat that. God is not going to do anything for us without our being in full partnership with him to bring it about. We can cry out and pray for revival all we want. But until we are ready to be personally engaged in the process, it won't happen. If you are not engaged in some way to advance God's kingdom, you are actually aiding and abetting the enemy of God who is advancing evil. If we are not part of the solution, by default, we are part of the problem. No one who is part of the problem has any reason to believe they are in right relationship with God. Only people in right relationship with God will experience the blessings and benefits of our faith. I am decreeing and declaring now for all the world to hear, I am a child of the Most High God through faith in Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I have Christ's imputed power and authority to do all he has asked me to do. I have a heart that longs to see God glorified and his will done on earth as it is in heaven, and I am willing to spend my time, talents, and treasures in partnership with God to restrain evil and promote righteousness. Amen. 
If your soul is stirred the same as mine, go back over my words, claim and pray them over yourself. We have a lot of demons that need to be cast out, cutting the enemy off at the knees and forcing him to give up territory and people he has claimed must be our pressing focus today. Many people in government, media, the medical world, education, and the church are perpetuating evil, either knowingly or unknowingly. Either way, it must be stopped. Gratefully, people are waking up to the truth here and there, and those of us who are awake, who have the truth, we have the responsibility, we have the mandate of sharing the truth with those who need it. I'm exceedingly grateful to be a part of Clay Clark's Reawaken America Tour. As a small part, I'm writing articles for Charisma News about the impact and the messages of the various tour stops. I recently attended the Anaheim event where I interviewed some of the speakers so I could bring to you encouragement and direction of what's going on at the Reawaken America tours. And so you can also become engaged, be inspired to partner with God to push back evil. When you think in terms of casting out demons, don't only think of the messy spiritual manifestations that comes with deliverance of individuals. Think also in terms of shutting down ideas and philosophies that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4-6 to is very clear. It reads, For our weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. That last portion of the passage means that when we are obedient to Christ, then we will have the ability to tear down evil. We must first look to ourselves, to our own level of purity, of obedience that we have with Christ. And if we realize any failure, we must confess it and repent of it, and then move ahead with the confidence we have been forgiven and now are in right standing with God, able to access all of his power and authority. I had the pleasure of interviewing Emily Peterson and Kimberly Reichs at Clay Clark's Reawaken America Anaheim Tour Stop. These two women are now known as the Iowa Mama Bears. They declared enough is enough regarding the wearing of masks. Seeing their own children harmed, they learned what they didn't know, and they set about to slay the demons in their school district. Curiously, the CDC has yet again recently flip-flopped on the mask mandate, and the World Health Organization is recommending fully vaccinated people wear masks. None of this makes sense, and I pray people are waking up to the fact that this has been a pandemic and the so-called remedies can be scientifically proven to do more harm than good. Listen to Emily and Kimberly's story as I interviewed them during the conference. All right, we're here at the Reawaken America Tour here in Anaheim, California, and we have the Iowa Mama Bears, and I want them to tell you a little bit about themselves. Sure. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Kimberly. And our daughters both go to the Ankeny School System in Ankeny, Iowa, and when they had trouble with the masks, with um, mine um, emotionally and hers physically, we knew that this was not God's plan for children to be masked, and we knew we needed to do something about it. Beginning in March, we began speaking before every school board meeting, talking about how this is a medical procedure put on our children, and it was child abuse, and it was causing harm. We, there was no informed consent. There was no proof that these were safe, so we 
needed to get these masks off of our children. We began um, our journey and we went to Tulsa. By the grace of God, we got before Dr. Jim Meehan when his wife uh, told him our stories. And impromptu, we got up on stage um, in front of 4,500 people and we told Evie and Olivia's stories and how these masks were child abuse and how we needed to stop them. And so after that, the media really just took off. I mean, we started speaking to a lot of people, and God intervened. He is gracious and incredible and amazing and deserves all the praise and glory. And we spoke to a lot of uh, representatives who were freedom fighters. They helped us. We drafted up, um, we got legislation drafted up um, after sitting in at the Capitol. And by the next day, the governor was ready to sign the bill into law, lifting masks off of all children in public schools and public businesses. It's amazing what you've done and really leading the way, pioneering the way. But for the record, Evie and Olivia are your daughters, right? They are. And how old are the girls? Uh, Olivia is six years old and in kindergarten. And Evie is nine years old and in third grade. All right, now you've come all the way from where you live in Oklahoma, right? Iowa. Iowa. I've met people from Oklahoma a lot today, but from Iowa. And uh, I want to ask you, why was it so important for you to spend airfare and your time and to be here this weekend? And it's because we did this because my daughter, Olivia, who is six years old, suffered uh, mask injury is what I call it because that's exactly what happened. She got staph infection four times because she was forced to wear these masks during school hours. And many kids across the world are going through the same thing with no help. Nobody will listen to them. My daughter got a mask exemption, our medical exemption to not wear a mask. But when they did that, the school segregated her. And that's why we're stepping up and we're speaking out for our children because our children's voices are being muffled, not only physically by these masks, but emotionally as well. And so we, as mama bears, are out there fighting, trying to help each and every one of these kids who don't have a voice right now. I know that everything you're doing is encouraging other people who want to get involved, may not know how to start. What would you recommend? We do have a blueprint, and you can find that blueprint on freedomoverfear.getccard.com. And I'm not sure if there's a way that um, that you can post it for, for people, but that is how you find us. And it's a simple five-step program. What we began to do is we developed a platform of like-minded patriots and freedom fighters, and we encouraged them to get to the school because we were going to hold an event. And that is what we did. We started very small, but we were there faithfully, um, school board after school board meeting. And from there, what we did is we decided to meet in person and to develop a really united front and a group. And from there, we got a hold of the representatives and the senators that were freedom fighters. So no matter what state you're in or what you're fighting, I truly believe there are freedom fighters out there willing to take a stand, but they have to have the citizens backing. They have to know it's from we the people and not just these leaders in the Congress, you know, standing up and saying, I'm going to put forth this bill. It has to come from the people. And what we did is we held an event and we got the governor's attention, 140 handwritten letters to her and a sit-in at the Capitol peacefully. And we made our voices heard. And yes. that is how we got this done. So I, I would, that's what I would encourage you to do. You have to get up, get out, and get loud. All right. Now, I, I understand you've got the, the help, and I'll make sure I get that on my website as well so people will know how to get a hold of you. But I want to ask you, did either one of you have any business background, any political background, any background whatsoever to help you accomplish what you have? No, we're two stay-at-home moms. I have seven mm-hmm. children of my own, and Emily has four. And we just see our, we just saw our kids getting injured by these, and we, we knew we had to do something. We had no idea really where to start. We just 
Emily knew she ran, what you like? Well, I helped it? with a few campaigns <laughs> in like 2018. So I knew a little bit about how legislation works and the importance of it and the importance of going by the state level right now. And, but that's about all the background I have volunteering <laughs> for a simple campaign. And God just really used it mightily and for such a time as this, really. I think it's just a matter of us being willing and letting God take over. Exactly Ladies, right. I want to thank you on behalf of all mama bears out there. <laughs> thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Again, I interviewed Emily Peterson and Kimberly Rikes at the conference, which is why there's background noise, by the way. These two women can help you defend and protect your children at your local school board. Their website is freedomoverfear.getccard.com, and I'll make sure there's a link for you in the show notes so you can download their blueprint and partner with God to cast the demonic philosophies out of your children's school. Use the blueprint to tackle not only mask mandates, but inappropriate sexual instruction or critical race theory or Project 1619 or any other methods or teachings you know is not right for your children. Our government is still for and by the people. And unless we get involved, not only will we lose our political and governmental authority outlined in the Constitution, we will lose our freedoms and our republic itself. And such a loss would not only impact us here in America, but people all around the world. It is that serious. And, as I said earlier, because of the power and authority Christ has given us, along with the mandates for what we are to do to counter evil and promote righteousness, God holds us responsible for the events on earth. It's that significant. It's imperative that we seek the truth from reliable sources so we can know how to respond and make certain we are not deceived. I list reliable news sources every week in my website and on my show notes. Watching Clay Clark's Reawaken America Tour Conference is a great way to get informed. I'll have a link for you to be able to do that in the show notes as well. Certainly listening to my podcasts and reading the articles I write for Charisma is another way. And my blog. By subscribing to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, you'll get a link to my new blog posts where I address topics beyond my podcast topics. There is always a link in the show notes to my website where you can sign up. You know, we have been lied to repeatedly over many issues. The most immediate we must expose concern COVID-19. This pandemic has been used as an effort to have complete control and dominance over the masses. Such is a demonic agenda. Oppression, control, fear, deception, manipulation are all evidence of demonic origins. We have many people in positions of influence and power and wealth who are promoting this demonic agenda to overturn America's republic and replace our government with a communist Marxist government. We must not allow this. Being informed about truth in this hour is essential. One of the events I'm looking forward to is Mike Lindell's upcoming Cyber Symposium to be broadcast August 10th, 11th, and 12th from his internet platform, Frank Speech. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. This 72-hour marathon will have a panel of cyber experts who will be comparing the packet-captured data tied to the voting machines with the forensic evidence of the election audits. Lindell said at the Reawaken America Tour, quote, This will be the greatest uniting of our country in history, and we will once again be one nation under God. It will be the biggest revival for Jesus in history. End quote. 
Oh, let's pray into this vision with eager expectation for God to intervene in our behalf. Let's also, each one, pray and seek the Lord about what we can do personally to be part of his plan of restoring America. Let your passions, the things that you're most upset about, guide you as to when and where you can spend your time, talent, and treasures to see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. We not only need God's direction and equipping, we need his provision. It takes money to produce a podcast, write books, and create product. I hope you will determine my work worthy of your financial support. Donations are accepted on my website, but they are not tax deductible because I am not a nonprofit. I intentionally avoided that so that I could have as much freedom as possible for the content I produce. Buying my books and other products is another way you can show your support, which would be greatly appreciated. I need the support of those who benefit from my ministry work to allow me to continue. And I'm not one way when it comes to the issue of money. I want you to realize financial increase for yourself. This is why I have partnered with Edward Torres from Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Ed Torres, a team member with the Financial Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help you with your future financial goals. Ask Ed about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach to see if you're prepared for your financial future. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, understands your goals and they provide personalized advice to help you reach them. Call Edward Torres at 949-250-3210. Offices located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee for future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They are licensed in many states, so I'll have a link to his website in the show notes, and I encourage you to contact him for a free consultation. He is my husband's and my financial advisor and a wonderful Christian man I highly recommend. And as a sponsor of this show, when you avail of his services, you actually help support the continuance of this podcast. Next week, I'll continue with the theme of the importance for each and every one of us to get engaged to fight evil according to Jesus' mandate for the Ecclesia, and I'll share more interviews that I captured at Clay Clark's Anaheim Stop for his Reawaken America tour. I hope to encourage you regarding your personal calling from God, and I also hope to equip you in fulfilling it. If you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. One of the newest ways you can help is to get my new bumper stickers that say, Make America Godly Again. They're available for $5 each. They are beautiful, red, white, and blue, high-quality vinyl stickers that will hold up nicely in the weather. And I hope you'll get as many as possible and give them away so we can begin to display our real and certain hope we have for God to heal our nation. Use the order form on my web store and let me know how many I can send you. In addition to showing your support with the bumper stickers, you can also take advantage of the many goods and services I bring you from my sponsors, my partners, and you'll find the information from them on my faithtoliveby.com webpage. Also, please consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter. This will make you a preferred member where you will also receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And with so much going on every day, Let's also connect on Facebook 
at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, you'll find a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you is how you can support me, which would be greatly appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Also, depending on the platform where you listen, why not subscribe to this podcast so you're sure not to miss a single edition? I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember Christ died for us. The very least we can do is live for Him. Amen.